Welcome along to the latest Forever Blue podcast, recording on Sunday evening. So obviously, depending on where you are in the world, that is UK time, of course, wherever you are in the world. And uh, whenever you listen to this, things might have changed, particularly in the transfer market, because that will be one of the subjects that we'll talk about in this podcast. Uh, on Friday, um, Ronaldo was on his way to City and later he went to, to United. Obviously, Kane has said he's not going to leave. But as we record this, there's still a couple of days to go till the transfer window shuts. So for all we know, Caden could change his mind, still come to City. Haaland could come. Who knows what could happen? Lewandowski, anything could happen because that's the state of football, isn't it, in the modern world? Uh, let me introduce my guest. Oh, first of all, just let me thank charleslewy.co.uk, who are chartered mortgage advisors and a lot more in the property transaction business. So if you are about to sell something or buy something as a business or as an individual, then don't hesitate. In fact, I highly recommend that you contact them. Their website, charleslouis.co.uk, the French spelling of Louis. So charleslouis.co.uk. There's, a, there's a, a telephone number on there, so you can give them a call. They're based in Ramsbottom, which is near Bury. So have a have a, have a try, have a dabble and uh, tell them that you heard about them on the Forever Blue podcast. Let me introduce the, the three guests tonight. Um, former City player Steve Kinsey, who's generally based in the US of A, but is uh, now suffering from jet lag, having just landed from the <laughs> States. So, Steve, thanks very much for joining us. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Ian, keep, as always. Keep, keep the match stocks in your eyes, you know, to keep you awake. Yeah, um, it's always a pleasure to um, join you, believe me. Script. Well, it's great to have you. I mean, you might Especially, be in the USA, but you sound more mank than I do. Uh, well, Ian, if it wasn't you um, sending me those used checks to come on your show, you know, those life-changing um, checks that you've been sending me, amazing. <laughs> well, obviously, those checks have also gone to Amy, who's with us, who was here last week, which is back for the second dose. And we've got Andy, who's uh, not been on for a couple of weeks, so nice to have Andy back as well. Absolutely, and I love being back with the team. First time yeah. I did it. It's the same team, so... Was it really? Now, that's a yes, coincidence. Yeah. It, it was. certainly wasn't planned. Yeah. I didn't realise that. So <laughs> really? we'll have to mix it up a bit next time you're on. Um, let's start then. Obviously, there's loads of things we can talk about. We mentioned Ronaldo, Kane, left-back, digital tickets, statues, you name it. But we're going to start with the game. I mean, the game against Arsenal, lovely sunny day. Uh, it felt like a perfect performance. Um, slick movement, lots of passing. Yeah. Um, just complete dominance. And whilst we all know, if we're being honest, that Arsenal are not the Arsenal of a few years ago and certainly not the Arsenal when you played, Steve, and when I would go down to Highbury year after year and watch us lose, it felt like 4-0 every, every time we went down yeah, there. Yeah. They're a different club now, different situation. Um, but still, two successive 5-0 wins, all different goal yeah. scorers as well. I know yeah. Torres got two yesterday. But... How marvellous was that? Yeah, I know. It, it was great. Some great stuff as well. But there's, um, your segment today should be called Who Needs to Sign a Striker? <laughs> That's what the segment should be called today. I thought it was an absolutely uh, tremendous performance as well. Um, what I was surprised about at first that he did keep a, an un, unchanged team, which was, uh, which was very nice to see as well. And uh, obviously, you know, he's not known for uh, for doing that. So that was a nice, uh, pleasant surprise uh, for me as well. And, um, you know, it's not like the Arsenal of all, but we've still got some quality players as well. And I certainly thought when they, uh, when they started, I thought the first five minutes, you know, they actually looked good. 
And, uh, you know, I think they had a, a bit of a half chance. The ball got knocked over to the far post and I think it was Saka that was coming in and, uh, and wasn't able to put it in the back of the net. But, um, and then after that, I mean, the, the flow of the game for, I think, the first, like, like I said, five minutes, it was, it was, it was Arsenal. And then we scored, a, we scored a great goal. You know, I think, um, I think what actually won us the game was the, the midfield. The midfield, I thought, was tremendous. And, uh, you know, Bernard Silva was superb as well. And he started, the, you know, the first goal. He plays a great ball out to Azus on the right side. And instead of just admiring his pass, you know, a 40-yard pass, he went and joins in. They play a little bit of keep ball again. He finally plays it back to Azus, who whips a great ball over to the far post. And a, a fantastic header from Gundogan to score a great header like that. I thought the goalkeeper should have done better. And then when you think if Arsenal have got three centre-halves, how they can't position themselves to clear that ball, I'll never know. It's certainly not the Arsenal of old. Nevertheless, I mean, you you said about the City need a striker. Um, I mean, I've just been writing my newspaper column. I do a, a weekly newspaper column, which is online as well. And that's exactly the theme, really, of, of what I said in that, that... Do City really need Ronaldo and Kane? I mean, we'll, we'll come back to that topic, but the fact that, that City is so fluid, I mean, you could even make an argument to say, <laughs> this is, I know it's a ridiculous argument, that, that City looked good without Mares, without Sterling, without De Bruyne, you know, players who, uh, uh, Mares plays in a certain way, you know, drifts in and out of the game sometimes. De Bruyne, a brilliant, brilliant player who tries to take it on his own. It felt very even, the quality throughout that team yesterday. And I wonder if that, you know, the fact that you don't know where the goals are coming from and the talent is spread so evenly around the team is actually the secret to City's success, certainly in that game. Go on, over to you, because I answered that for the first one. Go on, Andy, you, you pick that one up then. Well, yeah, thanks, Ian. Uh, glad to be back. Um, well, we had an interesting drive over with the family to the game. Uh, excited, obviously, to see uh, the statues. Um, didn't expect them to be in red and white. But, um, you know... <laughs> I've used that sort of gag in, in my column as well, the fact that their defence was statuesque. I mean... and, um, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be sorry, old typical city here a little bit. That's the worst Arsenal team I've ever seen. And... Really? Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but that's how I viewed it. Um, not to take anything away from the way we played. And again, the family conversation was about, you know, uh, the players that we didn't have on the pit pitch yesterday. And I think we'll come back to that about the striker discussion, so I won't dwell on that. What, what I'm able to do is uh, sometimes watch the game from different parts of the ground, as you know. Um, I was lucky enough to see uh, the performance uh, down the left flank of um, of Grealish in the first half yesterday. And um, what I'm excited about particularly is the way that we've got these two wingers tearing into uh, teams, playing very wide and opening up space for Torres and then Gundogan and Bernardo uh, are having a field day. So I think that not to take away the fact that Arsenal are poor, I think the way that we approach the, uh, the game with the setup. Um, yeah, I always love to see a player who just goes directly at defenders. And we got, we had that, I think, with Leroy Sane. 
And I think yeah. we've got it. We've yeah. got it. With, we've got it with Jack Grealish in abundance. I mean, he's absolutely scary uh, to, to anyone who's got to actually defend against him, uh, as well as and you could see his eagerness to want to come in and get involved. It was really tangible yesterday, um, and I think Gabriel Jesus again was a you know a hair's breadth from being man of the match. Uh, I think Torres got it for the goals he scored, but it was great to see um, the whole team again apart from a couple of silly incidents uh, involving our goalkeeper, I think we can say it was a faultless performance yesterday yeah. and an absolute pleasure to uh, to see you back in the flesh. Andy, I know you just mentioned the, the goalkeeper as well then, but um, I'd take him all day long. His passing is absolutely mm. amazing, I tell you, whether it's short, whether it's long. And I tell you, what a great ball for the third goal, if yeah, you think about correct. where it came from. He played a 30-yard, 35-yard ball, split the sort of like the forward line. And I think he played it to Torres, who, mm -hmm. who, get, who turns, and then he starts another 30-yard run and plays it to Grealish. He has a run at the fullback, and then, you know, he skins the fullback, and he plays a great ball with it outside of his, his, his foot. And uh, Azus, you know, lovely first touch and a, and a neat finish as well. But that's where it came from. It came from the goalkeeper with a fantastic ball. Yeah, I, I, I quite agree. I just think that there was the only area where at 2-0 up, there was an opening for Arsenal was us doing something which would create a chance for them yeah. because and that was the only that was the only blot on it. And in fact there was a mutual friend of Ian and Ian and myself who was actually in a corporate box sat behind where where my seats are, who was celebrating his sixtieth birthday. And um, you know, obviously looking for a six nil to uh, <laughs> put this yeah. cherry on the run. Yeah. So at five nil, you can just imagine uh, where the shouts of shoot were coming from. Um, yeah. You know, when when Edison was coming out into the uh, into the pitch. So yeah, I think it's great that we've got a goalkeeper with such adventure. And I don't want to dwell on his uh, moments that give us a little bit of a heart flutter. But uh, great team performance yesterday. Really enjoyed the day and. Um, yeah, sets us up nicely after the international break, I think, for the, the tough games. We've got Leicester, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool away fairly fairly close to each other. And um, we've seen a little bit of the other teams now to judge where we think they are. And yeah, I think, I think we're looking good with players uh, to come back probably after the international break who, who, who can influence it even, even more in our favour, particularly in, in, in the midfield. I know, Amy, you, like me, watched a little bit of the United game this afternoon. Um, you can give us your thoughts, too, on the City performance, of course, but I looked at United there, and having watched quite a lot of the game against Southampton last week and thought, I know they've got Ronaldo to come, but thought, are they really title challengers, you know, on that performance? I mean, they looked like they should have lost, really, at Wolves. Um, you can comment on that. You can comment, comment on the game, but it's your turn now. Tayore. <laughs> um, but, uh, that man is some. He's a machine. Like City should have him. He's he's so good. Um, I I felt sorry for Wolves. I really did. Um, basically, like that. You know, they should have won the game. But I suppose that's biased opinion. Um, but yeah, that he's he's amazing. Like he definitely he's he had him all over the place. You know, as soon as he as soon as he went off, I thought, oh God, that's it now. And then obviously United scored. Then so. Um, but yeah, w Wolves were really, really good. It's a shame. Um, but yeah, I have a, I have a lot of United friends, 
unfortunately. Um, and obviously, like, everything's been going off on Facebook and um, picking holes out of things. And um, one well, of not them... much to pick out holes on City's performance, is there? No, but they just, like, they'll find something. They literally will find something to, to pick at. Uh, and they're all like, oh, yeah, United, that's it now, because basically they won- they've already won the league, haven't they? So, you know, then on that performance, it's, see, they've got the treble, the quadruple and everything <laughs> into my friends. So there you go. Well, how good was that City performance from where you were watching the game? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Jesus, again, my, my birthday buddy, we share birthdays, uh, was absolutely amazing. He's uh, he's. He's second to none at the moment. I don't know what he's eating, but I could do with some of it. Um, yeah, he's just absolutely brilliant. And Torres, he's, he's going to be so good for us. He really is. He's coming on so well. Um, but yeah, like I'm hoping that, you know, Bernardo is staying because he's, he's amazing yeah. as well. Me, me um, too. I really, yeah, I really don't want Bernardo to go. Really don't. Um, but it's going to be scary when the lads come back, De Bruyne, Foden. It, you know, if this is how we're playing now, it's going to be scary when them when they all come back. It really is. Now here's think, a question because you've already Andy's already mentioned Grealish there. You've mentioned Traore. I'm, I'm watching a, few, a bit of that game this evening. And I thought, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but I would have had. Traore over Grealish because he's got that pace, he's got that bravery, he's a bit more dynamic, whereas Grealish is a little bit slower. But and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's just, it's just. I'll throw that out there. And no, maybe that's, that, that's, that's the beauty being. of it, though. That's the beauty of it, Ian, isn't it? It's all about opinions. I mean, mm. hey, listen to this one, and this will get Andy going as well now because <laughs> I don't even think we needed Grealish. If you look at all the players that can play in that position for City, did we need him? That's where I would have put, I'd have done everything to get Haaland. I'd have done everything to, to buy him. I'd have saved you 100 million and whatever it took to get him, I would have, I would have done that. I mean, I've, if you think about it, even if they, say if they would have bought him for 160 million, we could keep him for six years, get the best out of him probably, and then sell him for 80. I mean, that's that's a but. So I haven't got the Isle of Jack badge on, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I watched the United game uh, as well today and uh, I didn't see Traore place a little pass like Grealish did yesterday in front of our striker. It seems to me that Traore, when we we played against Wolves, and I remember, uh, I think, the Boxing Day fixture, Last year, uh, when we were last able to go to games two years ago, um, he bullied us, and Pep was very uh, positive about him. And I thought, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there might be some interest. I think we were two 0 up. Sterling got a couple. I was at the game, and uh, and they turned us over. And this this guy is is a bull. And I think uh, the the nearest thing we've seen is is Yaya of, of the same kind of strength. And uh, but but I think what what seems to be lacking, and I think the, the fact that Wolves drew a blank today is the fact that they couldn't actually find, you know, a way to uh, to, to get a goal despite some good goalkeeping it, uh, from De Gea. Um, so, so I think that, you know, 
I don't wasn't I wasn't really that impressed with United to be honest. But again, they've got that away win, and we all know what it's like when teams just scrape wins. They're, they're, they're yeah. contenders. Yeah. Um, and I think this season, what I've seen so far is that there's probably a few teams who fancy it uh, to take us on. And let's 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 think about it in. Um, in, in previous seasons, there have been teams who've been top of the table at Christmas repeatedly, one very close to where I live, who still don't win the Premiership at the end of the season. So it's a long way to go. A lot of games are going to come up and be congested. The COVID thing's going to interrupt squads as well. So depth of squad becomes, again, a, a factor. So needing Grealish depth of squad, you know, this is where I think that Guardiola and his, and his people are looking at the whole, the whole bag, you know, last year we got to almost the pinnacle with the Champions League uh, final and still won the Premier League, still won the Carabao Cup and the eventual winners of the Cup kicked us out. So in the end, I think what we've got, what we've got to see is uh, that, 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 that they've, got, they've got a way to deal with this. Um, and, and I don't think the answer is to just pick, it, pick up uh, the telephone and, uh, and get the agent who's offering someone last minute for all the money, it's not been our way. So, what is what do you two say, Amy and Steve, to uh, to what Andy's putting forward there about uh, you know the, the different attribute of Grealish? Because certainly the, the pass was excellent, but at, at the same time, I love the explosive nature of of Sane and and of course, and, yeah. I mean, I'd have, I'd have never have got I'd never got rid of um, Sane, you know. But um, like I say, I think we've got a lot of players that can do what Jack Grealish does. I do. I mean, if you've, you've, you've got Foldham that can do it, you've got Maras that can do it, Bernard Silva. That's why I, I hope he doesn't go, Bernard Silva, because I, I'd actually take Bernard Silva over Grealish if it was me. You know? I think we do need... I think we do need... Um, see, you're not always going to be able to create that many chances like that. But there's going to be a time where, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Cancelo, he whipped in like two fantastic crosses. And the crosses were actually too good for the players in the middle. But if you had a true out-and-out goal scorer, would get on the end of them. And then when it comes to, when you are playing the Chelsea and Liverpool, you're not going to create that many chances. It's going to be, it's somebody that you need to get on the end of that, that, what, that one chance. And that's what a true goal scorer would do. Amy? Yeah, I'd like say, like, I, one thing I've noticed is Jack stays on his feet while he plays for us. Um, but, like, um, obviously we play in a different dynamic to how Aston Villa play, and obviously a lot of their chances are created um, through Jack getting uh, fouls and stuff. Obviously we play slightly different, so he's had to change his game. Um so basically, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't see what all the girls see in Jack. Sorry, but I don't. Um, but you know, that's just that's just the way it is. So, but you know, he's a good footballer. So I'll be for once. I won't be like being the uh, pervert. I'll be saying that it's he's he's a good footballer. I'm glad he's come to see. But you like I, Bernard Bernard Silva better. Oh, obviously, I like Bernardo, but my, my boy's gone, hasn't he? My Sergio's gone, so... Well, Sergio's going to have a statue next May, uh, but we saw the, the two statues there yesterday. I think we met for the first time, actually, at the game yesterday, and you yeah. told me you'd just been to see the statues. So yeah. what did you think of them? And for those who don't know what we're talking about, 
Vincent Company and David Silver now have statues on plinths uh, that were created by a, an artist called Andy Scott. If you've not seen my vlog, the match day vlog that I do, uh, I actually interviewed Andy Scott, who's an artist, a Scottish artist, from who's based in Philadelphia. And there are two, if you, if you do a search, you'll see the statues anyway, but he's renowned for these two sort of horses head statues, which are done in very much the same style. Um, what, what did you make of the, uh, uh, let me start with you, Amy, because I know you've seen them in the flesh, so to speak. What, what did you think of the statues? Um, I do like them. They're really, really good. And I don't want to, because I'm no artist or anything, but I don't think they look like David or Vinny. <laughs> um, but, I do, you know, I personally would have liked all three of them stood to get the pose where they've got the trophy. That's, I personally would have gone for that one. But obviously David and Vinny, I think have had a hand in these statues as well. Like they've had like, you know, and they, they like them. So that's all we have to go on that Vinny and David like them. So there you go. <sighs> I, I just don't think they look like them and going off, you know, pick the United fans again uh, they've been picking holes out of the Vinny one so and you said picking <laughs> holes out of they've all got little holes in yeah, them they've they? all got little holes there no they're saying that that, that stance that Vinny's doing isn't his stance so um, you know I don't know I just they're good I'm not saying they're not please don't like shoot me but hey, listen you're allowed to have any opinion Amy you um, don't have to defend your opinion but no, I, I do like them and I'm glad we've got them. I just think that they should have had a better likeness, in my opinion. Steve, have you seen them? I've not seen them, no. No. You've no idea what we're talking about. I, I, do you know what? I, I, I read, the only thing I read about it, that was it. That's all I've done. That about the, the statues were coming and uh, obviously not too happy that I've not got one myself, but uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't seen them, we'll leave you out of this bit. Of the day. Have you seen a man? Did you, I think you were yeah. in another lock, didn't you? Yeah, well, from our car parking place, we, we more or less passed them. And uh, we arrived quite late yesterday. The traffic was bad. Uh, so we had a look at them after the match. And I have to say, we were pretty positive about them. Uh, um, obviously, the size of them grabs you, first of all. They're, they're enormous. Um, the idea of coming on a, a midweek game with them lit up or... And, da and Dabby Sil Silver's only little as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're in proportion to each other. And obviously, we, we can see very clearly that Sergio is going to be placed outside the the block named after night 320, uh, further to the left, one assumes, uh, given the way they're positioned. So, um seemed to me that um, the people milling around and a... And a senior vlog, um, I think that represents how most people thought about them, that they're actually pretty representative of uh, of the players in considering the way it's done. Again, it's a it's, an, it's not a bronze statue, it's kind of a metalwork structure with holes in it, which allows light transmission and reflection. Some was on them yesterday. I actually think, um, you know, it, it, was, it was great because we'd had previously seen on social media the kind of glimpse of them and they were you know, work in progress pictures or things in cases. Um, I think the artist knows what he's doing and um, I think they represent something which will be a legacy of, uh, of three players eventually who 
Um, you know, we'll debate whether there should be more. Uh, Steve, of course, uh, included <laughs> in that. Um, yeah, I think it's a nice touch and it'll bring people uh, who come uh, to the Andy, game. Uh, Andy, I think you've got more of a chance of getting one than I have. <laughs> well, let, let's see, maybe. Uh, no, I'm, but... no, Andy, I'm telling you, you have. <laughs> no, they're, they're great, actually. If you do get the chance, I don't know whether you're near Manchester at the moment, but... Yeah, I will. Do, I, I will. It's worth I, going I will. to see them. I will do. Well, I, I spoke to the artist yesterday, as I mentioned, and I also talked to a couple of other people who suggested that um, there may well be statues of people like Colin Bell, Francis Lee, Mike Summerby, Neil Young, Alan Oaks, whoever they, they decide to go for from the other glorious era that City had at the end of the 60s and into the early 70s. And I was also uh, told, uh, sort of off the record, really, so I'm not going to attribute who it came from, that the style of the statues the, the, of the older players would be more in keeping with that era, i.e. they may be that sort of bronze statue, yeah. uh, the traditional statue, if you like, rather than this modern one. Um, and Aguero, I assume the reason why next May is when they're going to unveil that one, because it will be exactly 10 years then from the Aguero goal, won't it, from 2012 to 2022. So uh, that, that makes a lot of sense as well. Though me personally, just like Amy, I think, I would have liked the three to have been together uh, myself, uh, you know, in some sort of pose of some group pose, but that's just me. And, and I'm sure a lot of other people either agree completely with what you guys are saying or completely disagree. Cause I also bumped into one or two people who didn't want to go on camera who really didn't like them at all. So that it's bound to defy opinion. It always will something like that. Um, but they are they're there. And if you've not been to the ground yesterday, or you didn't get a chance to see them, uh, I urge you to go and have a look at them. And, uh, and, and uh, what else can you say? The tributes to two great players that play for City and who can knock that. Now, let, let me go back now to the sort of subject that you mentioned a little earlier on, Steve, which is the strike, you know, the, the, the need for a striker. Now, we know what happened on Friday. City suddenly were being very strongly linked with Ronaldo. I mean, I actually am aware of City fans starting to imitate on social media the polls that Ronaldo does when he scores. Uh, and I also was aware of a United fan uh, burning his shirt, his Ronaldo shirt on social yeah. media, saying, oh, I'm never going to have anything to do with uh, United again. And then just a couple of hours later, suddenly everything completely turns around and he goes to United. So have City missed the trick? I mean, they didn't get Messi. They missed out on Ronaldo. Uh, missed out on Kane. missed the trick here, Steve. Well, well, it seems like it, doesn't it? Like you said, missed out on Messi. Kane, it looks like we're going to miss out on him. And uh, Ronaldo, so we've not, we've not brought a four with him. You know, I keep wondering as, um, you know, I keep hearing about this, um, you know, Rory, um, Rory, is it Dilap? Dilap. Uh, yeah, Liam Dilap. I mean, yeah, Liam son. Dilap, sorry, his son, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was just wondering for somebody like, when you're winning in a game like that um, yesterday, you know, like you're 3-0 up, would it have been, a, if he would, I don't even know if he was on the bench. He's but, injured at the moment, actually. Oh, is he? I was going to say, for somebody like, him, they're the times you've got to try and get somebody like mm. him on on the bench. So, you know, he can he can go and play. You know, I'm not. That, so, that, I'm that's not very saying, true. I'm not uh, saying he's the answer for when you're playing in the Champions League or anything like that. But you've got to start throwing somebody in like that. If we that's if we don't if we don't go out and buy in the next like few days. Well, the reason I asked that question, and and there's nothing wrong with what you've just said, but 
if you look at the global modeling that city do the sort of wanting to you know to get all the likes on twitter and all the rest of it and i saw the reaction of a couple of people at the club when messi signed for psg you know they were saying to each other on on social media look at all the likes that psg have got in one hour right, right, you know yeah. it, it's more than we would get in a year you know we missed out on that and you wonder if people right. behind the scenes then when ronaldo came along thought we missed out on messi big big blow that one because we nearly got him last summer now we can get ronaldo and it'll have the same impact and yeah. then he, and, and then united dive in at last minute think we're not letting city have him and yeah. and they get all that that media interest. Now that might not matter to you, Steve, and that but that's the reason why I asked the question: Has City missed out in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've missed out on, on Ronaldo. Like I said, if you get if you get somebody who's scoring as one of the best players ever to play, and you could get him for a season, you know, I'd have definitely took him. Definitely. I mean, don't tell you're not expecting to run around like crazy up front. But one thing that you could still do is score goals. And especially in City's team, the chances that we create, and so, like I said, some of those balls that um, Cancelo was putting in, he put, like I said, two great crosses, and nobody was on the end of it. Somebody like Ronaldo would have been on the end of it. What do you reckon, Andy? As a businessman, I know you you look at things in a in that way as well as being a fan. Of City missed out by by first of all missing Messi, but then getting a second chance at a global superstar and missing out on Ronaldo. Well, they missed out on shirt sales. That's definitely a, a response from a business sense because certainly as well, the um, okay, we're in a domestic uh, situation now. So fans who are going to the stadium are going to be mostly still for the while from the United Kingdom. And that would definitely create interest. So you do it for those reasons commercially, mainly, um, and whether or not it would attract different sponsors and so on. But I think um, we've seen the big money stuff being splashed by United, by PSG, by um, uh, Barcelona. And I don't think any of them were in the Champions League final last year, uh, just to sort of put that uh, into context. Yeah. That, that, that From a footballing context, I think that probably I feel too, I could sense it with Steve, but a little bit disappointed that maybe we didn't have one of these two mega mm -hmm. players yeah. Actually, in a city share, that would be that would be bragging rights, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely, especially one that had played at Old Trafford uh, and and been successful there. And I quite understand that they would do everything to stop that if there was any chance of us actually taking him. I'm not entirely sure that we were actually in the game, to be honest. I've got a, right. a deep scepticism about Mendes and his uh, and his games. And you know, if anyone thought that we missed out on Fred, uh, you should have watched today's match. Sanchez, uh, where's he? Um, shall I go on? You know, it, it, it's fair to say that um, we've got to just believe in in the people who, who are running the club because they do have an eye on the balance sheet. They do they do the right things in terms of uh, trying to balance everything, in my opinion. And um, yeah, part of me wishes to see the best footballers in the world who, who we can afford. And Guardiola made it quite clear, I think, quite quite early on in the summer that the prices that were being uh, banded about for centre forwards, I think Mbappe's probably up to one fifty now, isn't he, with Madrid? And Kane, Kane was never worth any of any of the numbers I ever heard. Um, the wages that would have to be paid to Messi and Ronaldo would have taken 
um, the, the, the club into another level of wage inflation that would create problems for those players who were at the club when contracts are renewed. So in, in balance, if I take it all down, taking the football and the business, I actually think that we've, um, we need to start playing um, Liam Delap and Cole Palmer and, and, and the other academy players where we can and to see, see what they're made of. We've been patient with Foden. He's, 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 he's seen to be maturing year on year. Guardiola's done that for many, many years with players at Barcelona. And I'm quite sure that 22, 23 is the age when he starts to decide whether or not players are, are really up for it, not, not, a, not, not earlier. I think Haaland's definitely the player for us um, yeah. in, terms of, in, in terms of if you had a choice, who would you go for? But I think as, as well there, the, the numbers that are being banded around by Dorman for, for, his, for his name on a contract are, are silly numbers. Well, I've got, I've got another little angle on this in just a second. But let me first of all ask Amy to, to give us her views. I mean, Ronaldo, would that have excited you, him coming to City as an ex-United player? Did you not want him? Could he have sold the, you know, the number nine spot? What, what, what are your views on that? No, I don't. I, as much as he's a good footballer, I don't, I don't like him. And I think that City, watching how they are as a team, um, you know, they gel so well, they get on well and, you know, and Ronaldo's got too much of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's got, he's too egotistic. And I just think that he just ruined the dynamic of how they gel as a, as, as a whole, not as like football is in playing football. I mean, just when they're out of football. Um, so no, I weren't even that bad. And I think, I think City played a blinder, to be honest. I think they made United panic by, um, I think, you know, I think he was like the last loaf on the shelf at Morrison's. And I think <laughs> he went, you can have that loaf. See you later. Do you um, know what will you know be interesting? It'll be interesting uh, um, when Ronaldo and Fernandez are playing. Who'll take the penalties and who'll take the free kicks? There'll be so many arguments. There'll be <laughs> and the thing is, though. So many arguments. The thing is, when you play for, uh, when you play for, when they play for the, for Portugal, Ronaldo takes everything. And it'll be the same at United. So there you go. We'll, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I think there was a bit of argy-pargy at the, at the Euros, if I remember rightly. I'm sure they were having a bit of a scuffle in, before the penalty was taken. Uh -huh. So, yeah, no, thank you. He can, he can stay in his United shirt. Thank you. See you later. Well, here's, here's the other angle. I mean, um, I, I think it was about a week ago that we saw quotes from Pep Guardiola that claimed that he was saying that he was going to go in two years when his contract ran out. On Friday at the press conference, um, Hugh Ferris, who's one of the, you know, he's, he works in City Square, asked a question which, you know, you, when you're sceptical, Andy, it made me wonder whether that was a sort of planted question because he asked the question as to, are you leaving after two years, Pep? And Pep was like, oh, thanks very much for asking that one. And his answer was along the lines of, um, I could only be here for two months. You know, if, if they get rid of me, I could be here for two years. I could be here for five years. Who knows? And I thought, 
I, I, I've got a feeling of, of me being sceptical and knowing how the media works, that having watched Kevin Keegan's era, when it got to his last 18 months and year, the press just wouldn't let it go that, that Keegan was going to go at the end of his contract, as Keegan insisted he would. And of course, then all the questions start being asked, which is, leads back to Ronaldo and all the other things about if Pepe is going to go in two years, he didn't exactly deny that, but he sort of fenced around it, in my opinion, in the press conference on Friday, then that's why it would make perfect sense to bring in a Ronaldo on a two-year contract, a Messi on a two-year contract, or you know some other short-term fix, a Lewandowski if City were to sign him, for example. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying what happens in the next two or three days will prove one way or the other, but I, I just wonder what 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 you make of that dynamic because if if Pep is just answering that question to try to fence off the potential criticism and the negative questions um, and he does go in two years then that does make you wonder about the long-term building so there's a big subject matter to go at there I don't I don't quite know where I stand but he certainly didn't convince me watching that press conference that that was about saying yes I'm definitely going to stay beyond two years it, it felt like he just wanted to head off the, the questions about I'm going in two well it depends as well Ian I mean if it's if we win the Champions League just say if we win the Champions League in the next two years then I think he, he would go you know I had a feeling that if we'd have won in Porto he might have gone after that I mean I could never really? be able to prove that right. but it wouldn't have surprised me if he had let's put it that way Go on, Andy, you're always on, on the uh, with subjects like this. <clears throat> well, I don't think that uh, Pep's admission uh, of, of his desire to step out of domestic football and do something else um, was, was linked to Ronaldo uh, coming or going. I actually think there might be something, and I won't elaborate on it, but I think there might be a sinister reason why Ronaldo is not a city given recent events, let's say. Um, I'll just lay that out there for you to put the two things together. Um, maybe maybe because he couldn't get the number seven shirt. <laughs> you know, City are very clear about their um, inclusivity and, uh, you know, wanting to promote women's football. And we're an international company. Remember, the City group, it's not just uh, one club, one country. Again, uh, my business head said there were some other reasons why Ronaldo isn't at City, uh, and I'll leave it there. Um, as far as Pep is concerned, uh, everything he, he says will be taken in the context of, well, he hasn't got a long contract, so and it'll be the same for the other managers as well. Uh, Klopp will be the next one, probably. Um, I, I no doubt that City uh, will provide a succession plan because they've seen exactly what happens when you don't provide one. And it's just a few miles away. And it's taken them 10 years to even have a sniff and spend a bucket of money to get back in the game with City. So I think that City would be crazy to allow their manager to speak openly about his intentions. And he's been very careful about what he says. And if he's had a slip of the lip and Hughes had to ask him a posed question, so be it. But... I can't believe City haven't got a thought about how they're going to deal with Guardiola's departure and have a plan in place. Does that worry you, Amy, that the fact that Pep is, you know, being asked these questions even? 
I think like the the thing is Pep's quite he keeps quite a lot of things to himself. He keeps quite you know, he keeps a lot of things quite, you know, close to his chest. I always remember in the other documentary about him saying, I think I've brought it up before about him saying that he would defend the lads to the hill in front of the cameras, but as soon as he goes back in the locker room, he's like, you, you're having it. And I think the thing is that every manager, if they're having, you know, they're coming up to near the end, they get asked questions and stuff. Um, you know, I know a lot of people, obviously, some people do want Pep to go. Um, I don't. I've always admired Pep. I like him a lot. And I was really chuffed when when there was even the thought that City were going to get Pep Guardiola. Um, our owners wanted Pep right from, I suppose, day dot. Um, but yeah, I can't see him not having, you know, if he, everybody has a contract and everybody has to renew the contracts and, you know, eventually, you know, things do come to an end. And I, I can't, like Andy said, I can't see City not having a plan in action if if that is what's going to happen eventually. It's um, it's it's amazing what he's done for the game. I mean, he's, yeah, he, has changed, he, he has exactly. changed the game. I, could, I couldn't imagine the first time somebody goes like this to the goalkeeper, OK, you're going to get the ball, <laughs> right? The two <laughs> defenders are going to drop off nearly at the corner flag. You're going to play it to one of them and we're going to build out of the back yeah. from there. Yeah, and we might, put, we, we might put six passes together in our own box before we're going to get out. And then we're going to score. And that's how it's going to start. Yeah. Can you imagine saying that one to you? Yeah, no. I, I'd, have been like, I'd, 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 I'd have been like, don't give it me there. <laughs> yeah. I, had a, I, I remember when Guardiola came to the Premier League, there was an interview I heard. Bowler's Endon uh, must have played with him in one of the clubs uh, abroad. And he, he, you know, he just said, this guy will change the Premier League. And um, his prophecy was correct because I think we, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we see it now uh, with so many teams who are not yet at that level. And so well, uh, Andy, they can't. I love it. You see players playing out yeah. of the bat that should not be trying to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we had a season. We had half a season of it. Right. Right. Where, where he tried to do it with the players we had and it was heartbreaking to watch it. But we had no chance of winning the league that year and uh, he was just determined and as he is, this stubborn genius we have yeah. that, that, that we Definitely all love because of that, apart from the fact he didn't play a defensive midfielder in Porto. I'll just put that. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Don't bring that one up. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's a stubborn genius. That's what he's about. He's so, he's so clear about how he wants to play football and... You're quite right. You say the idea of the wing backs being on the corner flags almost. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I know. Never it's would have it's seen our, that in it's your our day. Fault. No it's chance. Our fault the, uh, <laughs> it's our fault that the draft excluders come in, into play as well. Like where they, you see, like the lads laid laid down. Yeah, that's our right, fault. Yeah. It's Kevin De Bruyne's fault. <laughs> well, you know, when you talk about him being a stubborn genius, I mean. You know, we talked about strikers and we talk about strikers a lot. And there's a lot of fans out there who, who can't believe that City haven't gone out and signed a striker. And it might not happen before this window shuts. But what about the left back position? I mean, obviously, what's happened now with Mendy is uh, something that nobody could have perhaps predicted. But it, it's, I mean, and a lot of people obviously wanted Mendy out of the, didn't want him playing anyway, they wanted him out of the club, regardless of what, what may or may not have happened off the field. Uh, but that still leaves us with potentially a, 
a question mark at left back. Zinchenko, great footballer, not a left back. Cancelo can play at left back and is a very good player, but isn't a left footed left back. That might not matter. Mm -hmm. Limpardo was a right footed left back yeah. and Willie Donaghy was a right footed left back. But, yeah. you know, there were, there were, it doesn't have to be that way. I just wonder whether left back is still an issue in your eyes. I, I tell you something, Ian, do you know, like when, I, I think defending has gone out of the game with some defenders, especially fullbacks as well. I mean, I've never seen so many like fullbacks actually just backing off, backing off. When somebody's running at them, they just back off. And before you know it, they backed off all the way into their own penalty area. I mean, it's crazy the way the, guns, the, game, the, way the game's gone like that. Um, and when you've, when you've got 70, 80% of the of possession, you're really not doing that much defending, are you? So you can put those players in those positions because you're not, you're not defending. I don't think they can defend. Well, they don't have to defend that much because they're so too busy going, going forward. And when they're going forward, they're really good. They're not. So on that basis, is Zinchenko the right man then? Yeah, I, I don't think we've got a problem there if, if it's him or um, Ken Jericho as well. I don't think, we've got, I don't think it's a problem. Interesting. What about you, Andy? Do you think City still need uh, left I, back? I, I share the same views. Um, honestly, have we had, we'll, have to, we'll ask the question the other way. Who's been the left back for the last three years? It's mainly been Zinchenko, hasn't it? Right, That's exactly. So, 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 to be fair, the way we play in most games, the cheapest of buys, I think, uh, in the in the whole period of uh, Bagheerstein's uh uh, stewardship and and uh, he's molded himself into a player and yesterday he came on and he was doing good stuff against you know some pr tr pretty tricky opposition really uh when it comes to the press that they were pressing hard arsenal in the second half and he did okay so i'm not really and and, and the fact we've got Cancheo who, who's got this flexibility he can move to right back if walker goes off and then he comes on and yeah, it's, it's not something I really think about, to be honest. Um, uh, it's, it's, I think we, we do okay, but we'll, let's see if this season, uh, if Zinchenko isn't fit, and then we've got to stretch the, the squad. I suppose Ake is the obvious uh, left-sided uh, or left-footed player, and he hasn't had a lot of games there, but he should should be able to play there. And I think we should develop. He's not no good to is just uh, being wheeled out as a replacement for, you know, centre-half for the Carabao Cup and other games, he should maybe be given some time there as a backup. Let me, let me move on to the Champions League draw. I mean, City have been drawn against uh, PSG, obviously. They've, uh, they've got Leipzig, who I think any German team, and uh, obviously they've yeah, got German were... connections, Andy, you'll, you'll be aware of that, are always going to be sure. a bit of a threat. Bruges look as if they're the sort of rubbing rags without being too disrespectful. Um, what, what, what was your initial reaction when you saw that draw, Amy? Did you think um, easy group, tough group, didn't want PSG, get them out of the way early on, you know, bring on Messi and, and all the rest of it? What, what was your reaction when you saw the draw that lasted about an hour and a half? Uh, yeah, I knew that, you know, it, it, it definitely an hard group, definitely. Uh, but you you are going to get that, aren't you? When you're at when you're at the top, you are gonna you are gonna get pulled out with the with the hard teams. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we've 
beat PSG before, but Messi's a different kettle of fish. But who knows? Will uh, he's not played yet, has he? So we won't know how he's the uh, how he fits he's in. He's probably playing as yeah. we're recording yeah. at the moment. Um, I tell you, those other three teams won't be too happy that they've drawn got in with City. Yeah, I think they'll be. Yeah, I think that's the way we should look at it. That's the way we should look at it. They they've got to play us, and that's the way it should be. We shouldn't be scared. Obviously, last year, so all you know over the two legs, so shouldn't be a problem, Andy, should it? Uh, Well, uh, first of all, from a a travelling fans' point of view, presuming I can travel to these places, I'm delighted uh, because uh, I've been to all three away stadiums. not to watch City, of course, but because obviously my job takes me uh, far and wide, uh, and my phone just melted when the when the uh, when the draw came out because of the Bruges lads and the Leipzig boys they wanted to make sure they could uh, get get themselves secured for a seat in uh, Manchester and invite me to to, to their home stadium. So if I'm travelling, I'm dead happy because Bruges that's the beer capital of Europe. Oh. Any, Ger- any German place, any, any German city uh, with football is is a place you should crawl over glass to get to. Christmas and Paris, markets, well, as Paris well. well, Christmas markets, yeah, don't Christmas forget. Market. Yeah, maybe maybe Paris is a romantic trip. You know, who knows? <laughs> uh, so 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 from that point of view, I'm delighted. However, actually, the way I see it is, um, we're all expecting that City and PSG walk into the next uh, phase. Uh, either in first and second, respectively. Uh, reminded that Club Bruges beat Real Madrid in the Bernabeu last season, or season before yeah. last. Sorry, uh, no, it was in, it was last season. Um, so don't don't underestimate their capabilities on the night. And I think Leipzig are one of the, if not the toughest team in Germany now. Um, and that this is not an easy group at any. And, and so we we can't we can't just think it's a nailed on uh, walk walk through top of the group. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a big incentive to uh, uh, to, to City to, to to get into the Champions League high intensity early on, which I think is a good thing. So often teams that have an easy group uh, can find themselves struggling uh, in the first knockout phase. So I think I'm excited by it. I think it's um, I think it's an, an interesting group. Uh, all games will be difficult. I don't think there's an easy yeah. easy uh, easy tie in there. Cheeky one for you, Steve. I think last time City played Wickham was after you'd left, wasn't it? Not while you were at the club. <laughs> yeah, I never played against them. Never played against Wickham. That, nope. that of course, is in the Carabao Cup. So that's yeah. the game in between the first two Champion League games, isn't it? Yeah. Well, obviously, that's. Uh, I'm sure he'll change the team completely for that game as well. And, uh, and rightly so. Like you said, there's, there's some boys that I've, I've never even heard of that are probably some real quality players. And, you know, you've got to play them. You've got to put them out there and see how they do. Absolutely. I've got to tell you this tale. Um, Obviously, digital tickets is something that we've talked about. We talked about last week on the the, uh, the podcast. So, um, yesterday, uh, before the game, um, my digital ticket had not updated to say Arsenal on it. So, I was down at the ground two and a half hours before. I went to one of the help tents. And after about half an hour of radio messages to the ticket office and everything else, I was assured that my ticket would get me in. 
even though it still didn't say Arsenal on it. Uh, when I eventually got to the turnstile two and a half hours late, well, two hours later, um, it by then had got Arsenal on it and I got in, uh, no problem. So well done to the people who helped me. I then got to my seat and found somebody sat in it and said, I'm sorry, but you're sat in my seat. This is, the, you know, this is my seat and showed him my digital ticket. And he got his phone out and showed me a digital ticket that had the same row and seat and block number on it uh, for the same game. So um, I then went to a steward and said, uh, we seem to have the same ticket for the, the same game here. And the steward, this is at five minutes before kickoff. Uh-huh. And the steward says to me, you need to go to the ticket office. And I said, you're joking. We're five minutes away from kickoff and you expect one or both of us to go out of the ground to oh, the ticket office. Just find us an empty seat. Not much I can do, he said. Fortunately, the person next to us had heard over all, all this conversation and said, one of our people hasn't come today, so you can sit in the empty oh. seat. But mm. I just thought I'd tell you that, not not because I'm I'm actually quite praising of, of the way City dealt with the problem that I had, but it just illustrates the fact that these digital tickets, whether that would have happened with a paper ticket, I don't know, still continue on. So yeah. um, I will continue to keep you updated <laughs> on whatever happens in the future. So I wonder how many other, I wonder how many other people. I wonder how many other people that happened to. I know. There, well, was, I, a I, I, there was a few on Twitter. I read that really? were asking yeah. asking um, city supporters thing on Twitter. Uh, there was a few people saying that the so somebody's ticket hadn't come through, or friends and family ticket that who they part with hadn't come through so yeah there was a, a load of problems again yesterday as well, well. Mate, mate, and steve will have uh, plenty of experience of this being the uh, <laughs> base stage side but i'm sure they could have offered you a hundred pounds to leave the stadium and catch the next game uh you know exactly. like the airlines yeah. do yeah so so uh, do you think i, I would have left the stadium <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just wondering what you'd hung out for how much, how much it would have cost. <laughs> you know, I, 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 my first experience at, at the stadium with a digital ticket uh, i had a print at home uh, in hospitality last time um didn't work we had a load of people with problems with the turnstile yesterday um and to be honest it was a mess so they get we're getting mixed um mixed kind of views about i think it was just very very busy yesterday because everybody for an early kickoff is is arriving at the same time so we didn't have that bleed in and people got used to it first game so they were a bit more robust second game and so on so i should say also by the way this may have happened to other people listening to this i know it happens to other people generally i got a text last night at about 11 p.m saying <laughs> make sure you come to the ground early for today's game against oh, arsenal wow. Yeah. Um, and 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 I did a tweet reply, which was, "Hang on a minute, didn't that happen twelve hours ago? And didn't we beat them five nil? And one, f- and actually before the game, I took a picture and tweeted it out, which was completely innocent, despite what people people might think, just of people queuing about half an hour before. And I just put the caption, half an hour to kick off. I wasn't having a go. I was just simply, here's the people outside the ground before the kickoff. And the bloke wrote back to me and said, you've been told to get there an hour before, so you shouldn't be, you know, uh, moaning about it. I'm not even moaning about it. I just took a picture of people outside the ground. That's how sensitive people are. I can only assume that the 11 p.m. text was actually meant to be 11 a.m. and somebody (laughs) didn't use the 24-hour clock on the scheduled tweet. (laughs) 
what else could it have been, really? It should be interesting next time, Ian. Uh, you know, like, um, you know, I've been fortunate of still being able to get like a couple of tickets to the game, and they usually just say, go and pick the tickets up. They'll be at the, um, you know, at the box office, and they go and pick the tickets up. You know, no idea where the tickets are going to be. I mean, sometimes I've basically been sat on the roof a couple of times. The seats were that high. That's where I'm and, <laughs> and, and, and then once or twice I've had a, a box seat, which was amazing. But um, I'm usually sort of like on the roof near you, Amy. Yeah. Are you, are you the... going to get to a game while you're over then? I'm, 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 I'm not sure next yet. One. I'm not sure. You know, it depends on uh, how long I can stay for yet. I mean, I, I've got uh, my tickets open, so... I'll well, hope to get to a game. Le Leipzig is the next home game, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. So, uh, let, let fingers crossed. Let me just finish the podcast then by asking you, Steve, to, to just sum up the, the first stage of the season because we're now at an international break. Um, so, no games for two weeks. How would you sum up the, the start? Tottenham are top of the league. City are, are in the pack. I, I think it'll be the, the, the same four as usual. I think it'll be Chelsea, City, Liverpool, United. And I think that's how it'll finish. Um, can I just touch back on to the, um, the City-Arsenal game again? What do you think of um, Arteta? The way when... The, when... when uh, obviously, um, the guy that's got sent off. Xhaka. Yeah, yeah, he got sent off. He's walking sort of like down the tunnel. Arteta basically pats him up the backside. Where I couldn't imagine playing at that time when I was playing. I think whoever would have got sent off for a silly tackle like that would have got booted up the backside. And then at the end of the game, he's on the pitch shaking all the Arsenal um, players' hands. Now, I've been beaten 4 and 5 nothing a few times when I played for City. I don't remember anybody saying, well done to me, or shaking my hand. <laughs> Nothing like that at all. So uh, I found that quite interesting. A couple of things I was watching. I, I noticed that, actually, when uh, when he, he acknowledged Xhaka going across. I, I was sort of looking for the body language, thinking, how is he going to react to this? And I was, like you, a little bit surprised, really. I, I was. I was. And, and one yeah. other thing I meant to mention as well about uh, the City game, one, one thing that I was really impressed with, how sharp the players were over three and five yards. Mm -hmm. That burst, three or five yards. It's all right saying, oh, I'm quick over 50 yards or 30 yards, but that three, even sometimes it was a yard, but really, really sharp. That's what I was impressed with. That's a great way to end the podcast, actually, because I think that's really summed up the performance against Arsenal. I think you've hit the nail right on the head. It is all about that short show. Nobody typifies that more, for me anyway, than Gundogan. I mean, I think he's such a sharp player over short distances and the way he can swivel and turn and, and, and you know, he's so nimble, really, on his feet. He's a player I greatly admire, but there are so many players in that team that are like, exactly like you said. I mean, I took a mate of mine to a City game a couple of years ago before COVID came along. And uh, whilst he didn't quite put it as eloquently as you've just done, Steve, that's exactly the sort of thing he was commenting on, that he, he couldn't believe the athleticism in short little bursts and turning. And they're almost like, 
you know, uh, we, we, obviously the Olympics have just been on. It's like watching, you know, somebody on the floor doing doing certain movements. It's very, very impressive and instant yeah. control. I mean, how many players have we now got in the team who can kill a ball in just yeah. a split second? It's 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 mind-boggling, yeah. really. Um, listen, thanks very much to the three of you. Um, thanks very much to Andy, to Amy, and of course to Steve Kinsey. Thanks very much to charleslewy.co.uk, who are the sponsors of this podcast. Without them, perhaps there wouldn't be a podcast. So thanks very much, guys, to you. And if you've got something that you would like to talk to them about, which is to do with buying or selling a house, anything to do with property, mortgages, that sort of thing, give them a call. Just look up the website, charleslewy.co.uk, and, and give them a call. Um Thanks very much for to the for you for sort of downloading it and subscribing. Don't forget to have a look at the the vlog. Of course, there won't be a vlog next week because there's no game now for two weeks. There will be a podcast, um, so um, we'll talk in in perhaps more general terms next week. But thanks very much to everybody for for contributing. And yesterday we saw new statues. We saw a five nil victory, the second in two successive Saturdays. You know what? As ever. Isn't it great to be a blue? <laughs>